Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is the daughter of Bishop Dyke Mills and currently pastors the Idiasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Dykewood Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Let us pray. Father, thank you for a Sunday back in church. We pray that your word will minister to us and change us. I come against every stubborn spirit in the name of Jesus. Satan, I walk you out of here. And I declare, O oh God, that your will and your will alone will be done. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Take your seat. Have you enjoyed the service so far? Powerful. I hope that you are ready for, are you dancing, has got talent? It will be coming on in the month of March. Amen. Ask your neighbor what tar- what tarrants when Kumasi we can say what we like. What tarrants do you have that we have not yet experienced? <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says that the Lord gave to everyone something according to their several ability. There's something that you have. Amen. A talent that you have. Are you there? And, and you need to use it. You need to use Many times people think that they are using their talent for, oh, I'm using it to bless the church. Please don't make a mistake. Oh. Don't make a mistake. The person who is blessed by using the talent is the one using it. Because of that talent, you stay on the road. Yeah. You'll be surprised because we have an enemy out there whose plan is to knock us off, whose plan is to push us away from the Lord. And many times, it's just a talent that you have decided that I'm going to use it, and that thing occupies you and keeps you. Are you here or you have traveled? Yeah. I do not have any week that goes by without me getting one text, five texts, ten texts, sometimes 25 texts. From young people like you. And the text says, I have tried uh, to stop pornography. I've tried uh, to stop masturbation. I have had people send me texts. I even feel like killing myself. You see, many times it is because a certain talent was given to you to use. Mm. Are you here? As you are using it, eh, you will know one day you will look at that thing as it appeared. Yeah, but because you are not using it, it is gaining life and strength. The devil comes looking, and you are still in your room. He'll say, "Oh, you are still back here." Eh? but he'll bring seven more. Where's that? Yeah. You think that oh, it's just deliverance when they lay hands on. You. How many hands have not been laid on you? Don't you go back? Oh yeah, allow me to deal with some things today. Yeah. And you see, you have something. You have something. You see, as you come, 
you are doing some dancing. The dancing, sometimes you are so tired that you fall asleep. You have even forgotten that you were going to masturbate. You forgot because you are tired. Yeah. Enter it well. Are you here? Some have entered half and half. Yeah. I've heard people saying that, oh, I don't feel like doing it again. Don't be stupid. Don't you are, if allow me to address you today, out of love. You are an idiot. Look, when it is you, eh? You look where? Smile. Nobody knows that it is you. Yeah. Because what you have not realized is that you are speaking the words of the devil. He gave you those words to isolate you. We don't chew antelopes in a flock. We chew them. The, the devil chews them one by one. When a lion is looking for somebody to chew, he first isolates him. You didn't know that you were coming for those dancing star rehearsals, those film star rehearsals, those singing star rehearsals, those preaching rehearsals. Sometimes when you're going to preach something and it's not good, you think the singers who were standing here, they just arrived and came to sing. you got to be joking. Yeah. And some of them, the, the devil went looking for them. They were out all night at Bantama. He didn't find them. So, so, so don't make a mistake. Turn to your neighbor, don't make a mistake. Amen. I don't know why I went that way, but I assume that. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have a camp this week. Now, let me make something very clear to you. Some of you think that you are coming to the camp to make me happy. Uh-huh. That the camp is called Joy Bruce and Sons. Please, oh. I beg you. We are not chasing you because we lack people. If anything at all, our biggest problem is our number. Yeah. That's our biggest problem. Yesterday, I had to sit the team down and tell them that all those buses cannot leave at once. So even the leaving, we have to stagger it. We are so many. Some must leave in the morning. Some must leave. Otherwise, the traffic will cause on the road. It will not be simple. Yeah. So that's not it all. It's for your own sake. It is for whose sake? And then I get reasons. Oh, you see, I have a lecture. Uh, please, if you're a lecturer in the hall, at this point, put something in your ears. Eh? <laughs> but let me say something. Are you trying to tell me at this stage in life that you go to 100% of your lectures? Ah, let's be serious. Uh, please, let us be serious. Meanwhile, the reasons for which you have missed some of the lectures. Some of them, is it not pure laziness? Pure laziness. You came to the room, you were lying down, you were relaxing. They looked at the thing, yeah, Charlie, I'm going to come from here, walk and get to the plane. No, no, I ain't going. You were able to miss a lecture because of your lazy bonuses. Today that it is happening, and honestly, it is not for so long, it's just two days. Are you there? Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Because some of the buses will come in the afternoon. Go into your morning lecture, jump on the afternoon bus. Yeah. I'm reading a scripture for you to understand it. Luke chapter 14, verse 26. If any man come to me and hates not his father, mother, wife, children, brethren, sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Please, it's a scripture. It's in the Bible. 
The same Bible that says obey your mother and father. The same Bible that says love one another. By this shall all men know that you have, that you, you are, what? My disciples, that you have one, love one for another. What Jesus was saying that a day comes when by following him, you will take another stand. A stand against your father. And he's using what is closest to you. What's closer to you than your marriage, than your, your children, than your mother. Than your, says one day, your following of Jesus Christ, it will, it will become a dividing point. And when that day comes, you better have Nyansa. You better have Drengo. You better have wisdom to know which one to choose. Do we have camp every day? Uh-uh. Yeah. So I pray you will do the right thing. We still have a few places left. Even though I effectively closed the registration on Friday, I told them that I have some stubborn people. Sunday, they will come and register. Please register and don't waste my time. Hey! Are you there? And those of you going to the camp, we shall chop our Valentine's Day. We shall chop it. Wait, let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen us not chop Valentine's Day before? Uh-huh. We chop it every year we do something. This year, this year, turn to your neighbor and say, meet me on February 14th. 14th, meet me at Mampong. Meet me at Mampong. Meet me at Mampong. Hey! Tell your neighbor, you, you, you may never know. You don't know what will happen. You may never know. Wow. Hallelujah. And so I want you to really, I mean, make the effort. Oh, me, I don't have money. Brother, if you are in this church, eh, that argument, just kill it. Because you are sitting in a church that has built another church without money. So don't start. This is your argument. It won't help us. Hey. The grace to do things without money, it is here. It is here. It is here. It has been here for a long time. Yeah. We didn't have money. You say we are building. Yeah. Hey, the church has become quiet. Were you not surprised to come and find that our permanent stage is being built? Were you not surprised? Ah. I'm asking you, were you not surprised? Uh, you were surprised, you see. I'm also surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were here. We were here having a meeting. And we're walking up and down and I was looking at the place. And as I was looking at the place, something entered my spirit. Yeah. And then the one person I needed came here. And he came with his measuring rod. We had not discussed stage. Because we had made this decision because we said the stage can't fit there. It's too low. And he came and he climbed the thing. He measured. He said, Mommy, it will fit. Right there, right there, right there. We made the plan. We are doing it. Yeah. Where was the money? <laughs> Just yesterday, Bishop Patrick was asking me, so which money did you people use? I said, I don't know. And please, we are not in debt. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when you have to register for 20 cities, they tell me you can't register. I don't understand you. I don't understand you. Uh, please, my transport, I can tell you one thing. If you have put your name on the list, you are going. And I can also tell you that when you get there, you can be sure we can't leave you there. 
Yeah, you just, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we don't know, we can't answer the whole question. But God gives you light for this step. When you take this step, you suddenly discover that. Uh-huh. But if you ask me, how will I reach there? I can't tell you. All I know is that, okay, the 20 cities has come. Okay, another something. I can go, but I cannot come. Tell your neighbor if you can go, but you can't come. You will not. Who? <laughs> so you rather, just be wild and let's go. That's all. Is this a good preaching that I'm preaching? Yeah. Because by the time we return here next Sunday, if I tell your neighbor, look at me for the last Sunday, because by next Sunday, when I return, I'll be a different. <laughs> it will be a different me. Hallelujah. So after all these my explanations, if you are not coming, wala wala, there's no reason. You just don't want to come. That's all. That's all. Hey, the church has become quiet again. You people, you are becoming diplomats. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we have been talking about victories. Let me try and preach a little bit. Yeah, let me try and preach. Uh-huh. We are trying to preach. Next week, by this time, we will not be turning this way. Yeah. We will be turned the other way. It's too powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. I also need to remind you that our Boogie King is coming on next week, Friday. Yeah. Friday the 22nd. And as you can see, the plans are far advanced. So you better have your friend, your neighbor, your classmate, your enemy, your anything who you are going to bring to that program. It's a good place to bring your enemy. It's a very good place to bring your enemy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the time they come and they've enjoyed the dancing, the reason for which you are their enemy, they are forgotten. Yeah, you be friends. Hallelujah. And you can also see that spider in the king, spiders in the king's palace. They are up and doing. They are ready. And you better get your cheering socks. Because some of the groups that are coming in, they are, they are wilder. And they are cheering. If they bring only 30 of them, if you don't take care, they will outnoise us. Yeah, and this is our home. How many of you know that? The home squad. Yeah, home, home grounds there, Charlie. Yeah. Amen. We are the hosts. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm really looking forward to it, and I believe that it's going to be a good time. Amen. So, spiders in the king's palace, you are blessed, and, and you, are, you, you are going to bring back the cup. Yeah, you are going to bring back the cup. Hallelujah. Now, for the next few weeks, you know, we have been talking about victories, isn't it? And if you remember, I spoke to you, I told you that, look, if there's a victory, there's a battle. Uh-huh. Do you remember? Yeah. And I spoke also to you about faith. I would have loved to continue. But faith, when you start to talk about faith, if you don't take care, six months, we are still talking. <laughs> yeah, it's so much. That's why I just said to you that try and get the book, name it, claim it, take it, they have it, and study it and let your faith grow. And your faith also grows by the hearing of the word. So that, you see, this venture to go on the camp and come, it's a faith venture. Do you understand me? It's a faith venture. You are paying 20 CDs registration. But that 20 CDs registration is not the cost of your going. Do you understand? I know what it costs to go for three days. But I wanted us to go to Mampo. So it's faith that I picked the phone. 
and I called the person in charge. I said, I want to come there with my children. But this is your price. The person said, I'm coming. Like at this, like at that, like at this, like at that. The person said, you bring your 20 CDs. The person. Yeah. Are you there? But if I just looked at it, I said, oh, no. Then, Charlie, this amount per night plus transportation, it won't work. So it is already a faith that is working. Are you with me? For many of you also, it's faith. Because when you paid your registration, you said, what is left? I need it to eat. Some of you too, after you paid, they're going. You say, I don't know how I'm coming. So it's your faith that you are activating that. I, I don't know how it will be. Are you with me? So we are on this faith walk throughout this year. And you are going to just chop the victories and enjoy them. Because the victories are coming in series. Amen? Are you there? They're coming in series. Now, as part of that, I need to spend some weeks talking to you about a subject that is very, very sensitive. It's very sensitive. Are you with me? Very sensitive. But if I don't talk to you about this subject, we are going to be like people who... <laughs> okay. Uh, Dr. Islam, please come. Is there any other working microphone in the house? Thank you, excuse my lips. Which one works? Does this work? Hmm. Excuse my lips. Uh -huh. They say you should take this one, it's better. Please, uh, when somebody has a cold, do they take a, a, what do you call it? Malaria drug, like coatem for a cold? No, please. Oh, why not? I mean, I have a cold. I feel like taking a medicine. No, you have to take the medicine that addresses the particular illness. Uh, so if I have malaria, I can't take pro-cold? No, you can't <laughs> take pro-cold for malaria. Why not? Because pro-cold doesn't kill the, the plasmodium. Ah. Hey. Are you, are you understanding what she's saying? So you have taken a medicine because some of you, when we ask you, you say, I have malaria, have you taken a medicine? You say yes. When we ask you, what medicine have you taken? You say, pro-cold. If I'm still feeling sick, of course you must feel sick. So you must take. So as a, when you when you are a doctor, what do you do? Then you when you are prescribing, you just prescribe what's on your head, or how do you? You have to prescribe what will kill the malaria parasite. Uh -huh. Thank you very much. You have to prescribe what will kill the malaria parasite. Thank you. You can hand back. Oh, you should put your hands together. Now, why did I have this little, this small discussion? I had this small discussion because it's not every disease that has the same cure. It's not every problem that has the same cure. So if I don't take you through the discussion we're about to have for the next two or three weeks, there are some victories that you won't get because you are applying the wrong thing. So you are using pro-cold against your malaria. Uh -huh. Are you here? Are you following what I'm saying? Good. So there is a whole batch of problems that do not belong how should I say it in Kurampo? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I'm just thinking. I have to take my time to introduce the topic. Because this topic that we are about to talk about, if 
you know that you will not come to church next Sunday. And the following Sunday, I suggest that you should leave now. Do you know why? Because by the time I finish preaching today, you may be afraid. <laughs> and I need a little more time to bring you out of where I'm taking you to. Are you understanding me? When I mention the problem, you see, it's like you have gone to see a doctor and the doctor says, your leg is rotten. Then he walks out and leaves you with a rotten leg. The fear that you have, fear will even kill you. So you need to give him time to take you there, do the test he has to do, and sort out the issue. And I can't do it all in one Sunday. That's why I'm saying to you that I beg you, if you are here today, please be here next week and the week after so that I can bring you out of where I'm taking you today. Please, is this an agreement? Because when I take you there, I think you will be afraid. And today I'm talking to you about hmm. we are going to be discussing curses. I'm talking to you about the reality of curses. The reality of curses. Please don't die. Some of you are already ready to go under. No, no, no. Please don't go yet. <laughs> the reality of curses. The reality of curses. Many Christians are afraid of demons and afraid of the devil. Please, oh, you are fearing. You shouldn't fear the enemy at all. He's already overcome. And many Christians believe that there's a devil and that there are demons. But many Christians take curses very lightly. I'm not talking about the curse of a foolish person who says, I'm taking an egg to them. Please, 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 please. Please. Please tell your neighbor, please, 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 please. 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 Are you here? Hey. The church is even quiet. Uh, we're going to be here how to neutralize curses. That's why I'm saying to you that you need to be here for a few weeks. Because curses are different from some of the things we've been talking about. Are you with me? And depending on the curse and how you deal with it. So for example, for example, there are, there are curses that you neutralize. You can't remove it. You can neutralize it. It is because of a curse that men and women sweat when they are working. But you can choose whether you will be doing heavy labor under the sun or you will be sweating in an air-conditioned room. All sweat be sweat. At the end of the day, you are all sweating. But one has mitigated it a little more. Are you there? Every woman who is going for her to have a child, I have not yet met one who says that they didn't feel any pain. Everybody, everybody, no matter how you are, please, it's not little at all. So it's coming. But how to mitigate it? Are you seeing it? There are whole hospitals to mitigate it. Otherwise, they're dying, no, like plenty. Yeah. Hey, the church has become quiet on me again. Yeah. Are you there? So what has been done is that we can't cancel it, but you can mitigate it. So the hospital standing there is mitigating it. 
Uh-huh. If you are here today, today we are going to begin to talk about those cases. Yeah. Oh, la la. I'm not talking about the case that they come and say, hey, because your grandmother is a witch. Listen, listen, please, don't stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Be serious. Be serious. That one is not serious. Hey, Pastor, what do you mean by it's not serious? No, no, it's not serious. Oh, child of God, come on. There are some that are serious. They are very, very serious. <laughs> anyway, let's learn a few things today. Number one, have some respect. Proper respect for cases. <laughs> Proper respect for cases. Psalm 119 and verse 6. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. Because we're going to be talking about some of these things that are in the Bible. Are you with me? When you don't respect it, that's when you have a problem. Uh, because you say, oh, it's nothing. You see, Africans, we don't fear malaria. We say it's nothing. That's why it's one of the major killers of our children. We don't respect it. Yeah. They say, oh, malaria. malaria. Ah, it's just malaria. You joke and see. You just joke and see. You'll be, we will be there when you start to convulse and you say that, oh, it is the Ephenipa from the house. No. It's the malaria that you didn't respect. Yeah. You see that you're quiet. You don't know that some level of the malaria, you're like a mad person. Please, Dr. Peter, what I'm saying, is it true? It's not true. Yeah. When it gets there, can you help us? When it gets there, brain. by that time, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Some of your friends that you say, oh, she got high fever in school. It's high fever. It was malaria. Are you in the house? Yeah. So, what I'm saying to you is that have some respect. And you see, it is, it is pastors who should teach you about it. So, allow me to teach you about it. Amen. I need to teach you because the thing is real. For example, a curse is like a laid down something. You remember when we were kids and somebody wants to fight with you and then they'll put a, 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 a something that is if you like, come and cross. Uh-huh, cross. You, you just, they'll take a stick, a dry line. It's a sense we and you cross. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There are many curses like that. The line is there. So you were not looking for trouble. You were minding your own business. Then you crossed it. I can give you two very easy ones. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. Malachi chapter 3, verse 9 there. Yeah. You say, how have I robbed you? In your tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse. So, are are you getting me? It's lying, it's like a line. It's lying there. It's lying there. And the line says, if you cross this line, non-tither, a curse is coming. Hmm. You see that you're uncomfortable already. I've not gone anywhere. Another one. If you don't respect your father, if you are disrespectful to your father, a bird of the air will come and remove your eye. But you don't know my father. My father has been very wicked. It's true. My father has done this way. Yes, please. But you see, did I, you hear me? A line is lying there. Yeah, it's lying there. Please change the scripture. Find the scripture I'm talking about right now, please. 
Are you with me? Yeah. So it's lying there. I have had young people come and they are crying and saying that my father did this, my father didn't did. I said, no, no, that's not the discussion though. That's not the discussion. The point is that the thing is lying there. If you cross it, this is what will happen. So don't cross. Don't cross. Amen. You see. Now, so the first thing, respect the curses. The second thing, allow me to do my duty and teach you about them. The third thing, when I'm teaching you about it, don't be offended. Hmm. Hmm. Are you here? Because what we are saying is not against any particular group of people. Though. It's things that are there in the Bible. If you knew that they were there, you'll just deal with it. You'll just sort it out. You'll just neutralize it. You'll just, do you get me? You'll do whatever you need to do so that it doesn't apply. And I have had so many people say that because of this, I've made up with my father. Because I've realized that, hey, if I follow this road, it will take me to a certain place. Hmm. Are you there? However, I have to also say to you that whatever the case is, it can be neutralized. Otherwise, there will be no point talking about it. It can be neutralized. Only that you must find the way to neutralize it. Amen. Hey, you are very quiet today. You see that? You see that you're already afraid because of the cases, you see? Hey, but we must talk about it. We must talk about it. Hey. The church has become very quiet, though. When you look at some things, you should see that a curse is working. Mm. Wow. So today, we are going to look at some of the things that when you see them, you, know, um, you can see that it's a curse. How does the Bible define it? Is that okay? Can we look for refuge in the Bible? So that when you see it, you see that, hmm, this is looking a bit some way. So let's look at 10 of those descriptions in the Bible of a curse. Number one, a curse is an appeal to some supernatural power to inflict evil on someone and it may cause misery or death. According to the Bible. According to the Bible. According to the Bible. In Numbers chapter 23, verses 7 and 8, the Bible says that he took up his parable and said, Balak, the king of Moab, has brought me from Aram out of the mountains of the east, saying, Come and curse Jacob and defy Israel. How shall I curse whom God has not cursed? How shall I defy whom the Lord has not defied? So here was somebody who had evil intentions. Are you there? And he went to call a prophet and said, curse this person for me. And this is Balaam saying that, but how can I do what God has not planned to do? Because he was asking them to curse some people who God had blessed. May God bless you and may the blessings of God be the reason why a curse cannot land. Amen. Amen. When we get to that point, you'll see that one of the ways of overcoming some of the curses is just to be a blessed person. The blessings of God can pull you out of some of the curses. Are you there? The second one. Hmm. A curse is any expressed wish that some adversity or misfortune will fall or attach itself to someone. Hmm. 
Again, we're in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 27 from verse 15. Cursed be the man that maketh any graven or molten image, an abomination unto the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsman, and putteth it in a secret place, and all the people shall answer and say, Amen. So this is a curse that has come about because of idolatry. And before you are quick to say, oh, I don't worship idols, be careful. Because for many of us in this day and age, money is our idol. Yes. Money is our idol. You do anything for money. If it was money because I was saying, let's go to Mampo, you would have gone. Yes. Some of you lie there. You say, I couldn't come to church because I had running stomach. But if that same stomach had been running and the thing that you worship called money was somewhere, you would have gotten up and gone for it. Yeah, so be careful as you are saying, oh, I don't worship idols. An idol is anything that you value or respect more than God. Anything. Some women, your idol is your husband, your boyfriend. You respect him more than God. So when God says no fornication, you say, but I will lose the guy. And so he has now become of more worth to you than God. Yeah. Uh, you didn't know it will come home, eh? I'm coming home. Yeah. So it's something that you are serving and you put, put it in a place that is more than God. There are some women, they are children are more than God. Yeah. Oh, because of my child, I can't do this. Because of, you see, there are some things that are practically more difficult. But when you want to do, you find a way. Yeah. When you want to do, you find a way. You are going to, because you are going to follow children. And say, because of children, you won't come to work. You won't come to church. I'm waiting for you. Some of the young ladies are saying, oh, but we don't have children yet. I'm saying it so that you remember my voice. <laughs> when you marry and the stupidity is catching you, we are there. We say that, oh, because of this baby, I can't come to church. But they will take that baby, go to funerals. They'll take that baby, they'll travel. They'll take, they'll take that baby, do everything they are going to do. The only thing they will not do is come to church. For three months, they'll sit in the house. And normally, the three months become six months because of a so-called baby. What you are telling God is that I'm now valuing this thing that you have given to me more than you. I need to inform you that this child for whom you are giving up your love of God will grow up and one day look at your face and tell you that, look, I'm going to live and cleave with another person. You are about to sit, yeah, even before any case has worked, you are about to sit alone in the house, you'll be there. Yeah. I know some people, particularly women, when they have the child, they no longer work at the marriage for the marriage to be sweet. All those children, look, they will leave you one by one. Ah, child. Oh. One by one by recently, I was talking to a certain father whose daughter has finished school. I said, hey, one day soon you'll be a grandfather. He looked at me as if I was out of. I said, no, 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 I haven't heard anything. But your daughter has finished school. The most natural thing is that he, she will marry. He said, I have not thought of that. So I said, think about it. <laughs> Think of that. Say, I've not thought. You see, this father is there thinking about how his little daughter, Kuchi Kuchi, my young daughter, my princess, oh, my angel, 
He doesn't know he better hold his hands. That angel is about to look at him and say, that, Daddy, I'm going to another man. Ha! Then meanwhile, you see, I'm not saying we don't love, but what I'm saying is that not more than God. Not more than God. If you are a man, you must tell your wife, God is number one. You are number two. If you are a woman, tell her, God is number one. You can't interfere with what's happening there. Hmm. Charlie? It's very serious. Yeah. I'm showing you cases in the Bible. Is that okay? Number three, to be cursed is to be sentenced to demotion and inferiority. Demotion and inferiority. And we get that when God cursed the serpent. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 14, the Lord God said to the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. So you see the description of a curse here. Are you with me? And there are some of us that as we look in our lives, we can just see the demotion that has sat upon our families over time. Demotion. I know a certain family. No matter what the men do, they can rise. But by the age 40, the age 40, they'll start reversing. So by the time they are 50, they are penniless old men who have divorced, whose children are not around. You can see a curse working. You can see again. May every such curse stop with you. Are you there? Yeah. Because as we are sharing these things, my prayer for you is that God will open your eye if something like that is around. Uh-huh. Because remember, the reason why we are going through this because some of your victories, it's a curse that is sitting there. Are you seeing it? It's a curse. So you have to do something else. Uh-huh. It's not just standing around and shouting, I'm a champion, I'm a champion. <laughs> you will need to, to do something. You, when I say do something, you might need to see that it's a curse that is working. Lord, what do I do to break that thing so it doesn't come my way? And that is one of the reasons why I'm very happy that towards the end of this series, Bishop Francis Sapong is going to be here. A very serious curse breaker in life. Yeah. So immediately after Boogie King, the following week, he's here. And it is time to coincide with this message. Are you there? Yeah. So that, should in case, per chance, Perhaps, maybe, per adventure, you look and you see that, hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, you have not seen some before? Yeah. I was looking at something in my family line. I said, ha, oh, the men. Very good looking. Very intelligent. Most of them lived a very long life. But, do you see how a fish drinks water? That's how some, many of them could drink. They were, <laughs> look, oh, a fish drinking water. Every minute, ah, hum. The water has passed through. Ah, hum. Water has passed through. Ah, hum. So I realized that drink was an issue. On both sides, actually. And I realized that women, too, was an issue. Oh, yes. I have uncles. Recently, somebody was saying something to one of our relatives. The guy said, oh, but me, I'm small. By the time our grandfather was 95, he now had some lady who was. Hmm. Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. I realized that the woman issue was a. Well, as soon as 
I started to realize that me too, I'm only delivering boys. I didn't wait to see whether will they enjoy it. No, 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 no. In the hospital, in the name of Jesus, every something, don't even come here, I break it. No, it's true. It's true. Oh, I won't wait. I didn't wait for their father. I didn't wait for priest. I didn't wait for him. I said, no, no, this thing, this line, I've seen it. I will not wait to know whether you'll be 14 years old and you will like to drink or not. Then I start talking. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Ah. Right in the hospital. They didn't even exit from the hospital. Hey. I said, right. after all, the baby is left with the mother. Oh. Hey. As soon as the baby is left with the mother, in the name of Jesus. And then this thing coming from this side. Or coming from this side. Or from where? I don't know. In the name of Jesus. You can't. You see, some of you are quiet because you can see that what I'm saying. No? Hmm. You can see that. Mm-hmm. As you are thinking, you can see mm, it's in your family. Hmm. Yeah. Some of the young ladies look and see you. Oh. Look and see. Look and see. See that all your aunties, they have tried reverse back to the family house. I'm just giving you examples, helping you to see the thing. Hmm. Let's continue, number four. That's why I told you, I beg you, if you know you will not be here next weekend, please go. Because I didn't know, and I can't solve it today. Today, I'm only exposing it. When we finish, we shall take communion to hold you. Uh-huh. Then we'll come back and start to deal with it. Are you there? Yeah, we'll deal with it. Tell your neighbor, we are uncovering it to deal with it. Hmm. To be cursed is to have continual sorrow. Repetitive, continuous, frequent, unrelenting, and sustained sorrow. Hmm. Are you here? Nobody was born to be sorrow and sad forever. Like. But in, as you look, you just see the sorrow, 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 sorrow one, sorrow two, sorrow 25, sorrow 20. <sighs> you see, sometimes you, you, have to, you have to see that, oh, something, there's something there. How come this, my family alone, every day we are going to funerals? A, a woman said people die. Now so. Are you here? I was once at a certain meeting. And a guy, the guy was actually one of the praise and worship leaders. So he was actually on the stage when the man of God called him. And when he called him, oh, you're always happy when a man of God calls you, are you not? We're all like hands laid. Then the man of God began to talk. And then he said, your family every day they are dying. The church, it was like electricity went to the church. So I was sitting by the pastor's wife and I said, what's that? She said, this guy alone. Debiah, somebody has died. We are always going to funerals. Then the man of God said, this is number 17, eh? I mean, I mean, please, we all have families. How can you have 17 funerals? She said, we'll come back. She said, number two, number three. Yeah. And I remember that the man of God made us all stand up and we prayed. He was also praying, but he didn't just pray as man of God too. So everybody, this thing, we have to break it. I thank God that he could see a curse working. Are you here? 
Because in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 17, and to Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of your wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of your life. Who has more sorrow than man? Cows are happier, you know. No, they wake up in the morning, they don't have headache, mosquitoes are not biting them, they don't have any problem. Live their short life. But man, hey, ha. Are you there? It's against us at work. And so, how do we, again, how do we mitigate it? You can't change it. God spoke it. This was the case of the fall. But how do we mitigate it? One of the mitigations is even to give your life to Christ. That's one of your mitigations. To give your life to Christ. The Lord, I'm coming back to you. I'm coming back to you. Because some of you, you come to church. It's not that you're not in church. You are in church. But you don't. You are just hanging on with a thread. Enter well. Give your life to him. Because you see, the problems of man, you think it's because of poverty. Don't make that mistake. I can show you rich places in the world. Switzerland, one of the highest rates of suicide. If it was just wealth, they should not be killing themselves. Why is this case? You work, you're not happy. If you like, next week we'll start this service. I'll call some people who have finished school, who are working to come and stand there. And let them tell you whether they are happier than you are. They are earning their salaries. 3,000 a month. Which you think is the end of your sorrows. You feel that, oh, it's only because of their brokenness. If I had some monies, some money, I would be happier. I will call those who are earning money where you are going to. So that they'll come and tell you whether they are happier now than they were when they were students. Many of them, they can remember when they were students. It's not so long ago. Yeah. Oh, I should start. Just recently, at this, uh, I was in Mampong just this week at another camp. One of them, he used to be here. One of our faithful technical guys. And he came and we were chatting and he said, Mommy, the pressure. I'm trying to balance. I started to laugh. I said, Brother, were you in the church when I was talking? He said, I know, Mommy, I know. <laughs> Are you here? But it's part of the case. And so when you see it, you must understand that it means that the answer to this thing is not in the work I'm going to do. No. It cannot be. It cannot be. It's not in the work. And some of you have started already. Yeah. You are, you are there. You are a student. You are on a campus. And you feel that I have to save my money. I can't go to a camp. And I can show you the campuses that do that the most. Yes. Teaching campuses. Where teachers are. Among the hardest. I told you, don't be annoyed though. When I started preaching, I said it. So don't be annoyed. Make it up. I'm showing it to you so that you begin to do something to break out of it. Yeah. Because teachers, you are counting your persuas all the time. 
you are the most broke. Always taking, not because your salaries are bad, it's your decision making. Most teachers are in debt. And when we came to church, they were disgracing the teacher. You see, you need to come out of that. I'm, I'm solving something today. I'm solving something. I'm solving something. Ah, my own sister is a teacher. I'm not, I'm not trying to disgrace you. I'm sharing something. Please give her a microphone to share something she shared with me recently. Yeah. Put your hands together for Lady Pastor Yvonne. And by the way, she's a very, very good teacher. If you have sister, brother, they can't pass math. They can't pass chemistry. Bring them. By the time they are passed through their hands, on what bond to say, yeah, for any simple, they will pass. Anyway, that's not our discussion this afternoon. Yes. yes. I went to the bank to update my record, and the man looked at my salary and he said, Oh, with your salary, you can take a loan. I said, Ah. Wait, no. she didn't, did you go to the bank for a loan? No, I didn't go for, uh, to the Please, bank. Please, what did you go to the bank to do? They said you I should come upgrade <laughs> my records. Uh huh. Do you understand? So they maybe you have to travel, move from here to here. You have uh -huh. So come and upgrade. But as they are looking, they say what? They looked at my salary. Oh, you, you qualify to, for a loan, for a car. I said, oh, a car, I have a car. Then you said, oh, a loan for a house. I said, I have a house. I said, a loan for a business. I said, oh, I'm not interested. He looked at me. He couldn't believe. He said, why? He, he was surprised that I was not interested in the loan. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Do you know why? Because the regular teacher who comes to sit there loans, 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 loans. And their their junior sister are the nurses. Thank you. Uh, please, Mr. Banker, uh, uh, please, can I borrow him for a moment? Uncle George, please come and tell me whether I'm saying what I'm saying is true or is not true. Please put your hands together for Uncle George. He's one of our bankers. Let him come and tell us something. Yes. <laughs> Mommy, it's very true. We have a product specially made for teachers and nurses as well. Uh, please, have you heard? When they say product, it's just a, a trap for you to fall into. Uh-huh. Mommy, four days you have your money. It doesn't change. Four days? Yes. So wait, if it's another person who comes, about how long will it take? Three weeks will be the, with collateral. Three weeks. It means we have speed up and we have called approving authorities at our head office. And it will take three weeks. Three weeks. And when I come to, I have to say I have a house or I have a something. Yes, and but I will have to come and check the house. We'll wow. go and do, we we'll go and check at Lance Commission whether, whether there is no litigation and do everything. But if you are a teacher, you you don't even need to have an account. Aja. We can do it. Hey. And if you are a nurse too, if you are a nurse, maximum five days if you have it. For teachers. And the teachers, we, we send them text messages. Sometimes they are not even aware. Look, may the Lord bless you, eh? May you move up in your profession Amen. in Jesus' name for telling us the truth. I'm sharing something with you. You were saying that, hey, what is it? I'm trying to disgrace teachers. I'm trying to get it. Oh, can you hear what they are saying? They have a product with your name on it, a trap with your name on it. Fall inside this hole. Special, special one. Special. 
So if I am going three weeks, Dr. Eisenhower, then I have, to, I have to come and inspect the collateral. But if Pastor One is going, you say what? Come for it. You are collected now. You can have it. Hey! <laughs> are you understanding what I'm sharing with you now? Please allow me to take some time. Allow me. Because what it means is, you see, so rather than letting your pride get up, if you are here, you are a teacher, you say, if you are in debt, make up your mind and say, when I finish paying this money, don't catch me again. If you are in this, you say, Cha, I never knew. I won't enter. That's why, that's why she didn't enter. Because of what she has heard being preached in church. After all, who does not like free money? They call it free, but it's not free, mom. Let's continue. Hey! Please, are you enjoying the series on neutralizing cases? Hey! Yeah. To be cursed is to continually have everything work against you all the time. Working against you all the time. And some of you, that's how you feel. You feel that I try to move forward and something moves me backward three steps. I move forward two steps, I moved backwards four steps. Genesis 3.18 Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to you and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Let's start from verse 17. And to Adam he said, this is all part of the case, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. So in other words, after all this working and this sweating that you thought it would now bring something fruitful, who plants thorns? Nobody plants a thorn. But what it now brings forth is thorns. After all your sweat, and that's why many people suddenly discover, and many unfortunately discover it at the end of their lives. That's why you are blessed to be hearing what you are hearing now. Yeah. They discover it at the end of their lives that after all that I have done, thorns and thistles. Thorns and thistles. Are you there? Because some of you, for all I've spoken, you are still convinced that it's your job that will look after you. It's not true. We work hard because it is one of the things we must do as people on this earth. But our life, our worth, our happiness, what we live for is not that work. Never. 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 The Bible, yes, thank you for that scripture. A man's life consisted not of the abundance of that which he possesses. It's not what you have. So you go to school, do it because we are on earth, we must do. I don't know, are you understanding the point? But some of you will almost die for that work. You do things for your job that you never do for God. Yeah. If your job says you are pregnant, oh, seven months, we need you to go and travel and do this, 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 you will go. But now, <laughs> we are going to come. I'm pregnant, I can't go. You're not even pregnant. I'm, I'm two months pregnant, I can't go. I'm three months, I can't go. Yeah. But you would have done it for your job. Yeah. You will even be working on the day you go into labor. Oh, please. It's what we have seen it before that we are saying. I'm showing you something. And what I'm saying to you, rather put God in that place. 
Let it be something of God that you are doing. Let it be something of God that you are doing. Are you here or you are troubled? Yeah. The day before I gave birth to this nice young man who is a pastor here. Just the day before. Just the day before our bishop's wife was having a breakfast meeting. And I went to pick up a friend of mine. And I took her to that breakfast meeting. And we were there. And then they had the meeting. And this, my friend, she had been my friend from school. And she had come from a home where her brother was a serious Christian. So she had heard gospel and she had decided not to hear again. And so, and then I also converted and it's like, you cannot talk. Are you there? I said, well, breakfast meeting. You see, that's why Boogie King, you must bring somebody. Just another program. Are you seeing it? So she came. Then I remember, it was a speaker's. Um, Bishop's wife was there, but she had invited uh, Gifty Afenidazi to come and speak. And I remember when she said, bow your heads for the altar call. To my surprise, to my shock, my friend stood up and pushed back the chair. And I looked up at her. And then she said to me, today is my day. And she walked forward. Yeah. Today, she is a deaconess in her church. And when I say deaconess, in her church, women are not ordained. So the job I'm doing, that's what she does in the church. Yeah. When I finished... The following morning, ah, <laughs> and this nice guy came. I didn't say that. So what if I said that? Oh, the way the pregnancy is doing me at this point, when I sit down, it's a problem. Because it is true. It's true. When you get to a certain point, sitting is a problem, standing is a problem, lying down is a problem, everything is a problem. Yeah. So I could very easily have said that, look, to go for a program, look, Ghanaian program will be late, it will be long, I will be tired, I will not, and me win, I hear me, baby. If I had done that, do I know whether this, my friend, would ever have come back to that point again? Today, she's a serious soul winner. Yeah. Recently, she was showing me some her souls. Hard boys, cowboy, they live under some bridge. Yeah, that's where she spent her Christmas. Christmas, yeah, that's where she's been sharing some friends. Some serious bad boys. Yeah. And they are loving them to Christ. The boys are giving their lives to Christ. If I said, because of my stomach, my back, yay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just sharing something with you because many of you would do it for money. But you won't do it for God. Turn it around, please. Turn it around. You've put God in the wrong place. You've got money there. You've got your cause there. What cause are you going to do? What cause will do what? I told you last week, you can't even cross the border to Togo with it. <sighs> it should show you that it is relatively not important. Relatively. When we went to church, they said that we shouldn't say, uh, hey, ask your neighbor, who is that? Is that you? Please hold your hand over your neighbor's head. Now look, is that you? No. But you must understand what you are doing and you must understand that, oh, this thing I'm doing is just for life. I have to live. I have to live. And if I don't work well, they will insult the God I serve. So I just do what I can do. But the moment I can be out of there, the reason I live is to bring others to Christ. Otherwise, I'm going to heaven. Ah, me here day were how with all this wala. <laughs> to be cursed, please, I've gone over time. But let us, let us try to just wrap up. I have to start bringing you some good news from ne next week. So allow us to get through this part. Is that okay? 
To be cursed is to sweat, to struggle, to be agitated, to suffer. Hmm. Hmm. Because Genesis 3.19 continues. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. In the sweat of, tell me that you are not sweating when you work. Teachers, they stand in one place the whole day, talking, 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 talking. When you finish talking, please, I have a question. What is the question? I don't understand. What don't you understand? The whole show. Just say, as you were standing there, crying. Meanwhile, as you were standing there, maybe you only drank cocoa that morning. Cocoa, and now that we have what? Teachers don't go and leave anymore. They are teaching double track. If you are not teaching green, you are teaching yellow. I don't even understand what they are. Usually you are just working. You see, your doctor that you go to see who is in a bad mood. And you're in a photo. When he came to church to even to, to work, even come on chair, they didn't give him proper one. No, it's true. One time I went to see a doctor. When the doctor got up, the back of his chair was not there. So when he came to see, I said, ah, now dog, your chair. He said, hmm, this is my chair. It has been like this for three years. <laughs> One would have thought, at least, you can sit comfortably as you are, you know, your back. He said, oh, this chair, it has been like this in this room, three years. <laughs> hey, the sweat. Sweat. Some people think that, oh, the bank managers, they don't sweat. Na lie, oh. Na lie. Huh. As some banks have gone down, some people have only lost their jobs. Some of them, if we were an honest nation, they would have been in jail. It's just that here, a local legal of Yeah, but even that's why you can't guarantee. They may still go. Yes. Sweat. Are you here? Please turn to your neighbor. Ask your neighbor, are you sweating? What cause are you doing that you are not sweating? Some of you, 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 you don't respect causes at all. My roommate for three years, she was doing, please, what do we call performing arts in Legon? We have a name for it. We had a name for them. And we used to make it sound as though the cause is nothing. Look, I remember at the time, I was, I was in my early 20s. She was 35 years old when she came. The physical exercises they used to do to be able to do the performing arts, whatever. Sweat! Sweat! Some of you don't respect the people who are doing arts, working with metals and fire. They sweat! Sweat! Are you there? Ask me what cause they don't sweat. Give me a cause they don't sweat here. Oh. Mommy, I don't think they sweat for BA3. It's because you don't know the cause. It's not true at all. Oh, the social so students. It is just that they are lazy palingis. Have you seen their reading list? That free time they have is not free. They are supposed to be studying with it. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Some of those shouts came about because of tiredness. Yes. Legon campus, we were sacked by President Jerry John Rawlings, just truly. In those days when I sack, it's not this kind of sacking. When they sack you, everybody is disturbed. They bring you back after how many weeks? 
We never knew if we ever go back to school again. And after one year at home, nine and a half months, we were called back and told that we had our finals in a few weeks. There's a certain scream. I don't know if that scream has prevailed on the campus. But for many years, there was a scream in the night. Around 10, 11. There was a shout. There was a shout. That shout, it came, that was when it was born. Because we had to come back. We have not learned for nine months. Finals are staring at us a few weeks. <laughs> a few weeks. And we were really, I mean, stress. Stress. And then some boys invented it. Then they'll go and stand on the veranda. That's where it is from. Then they'll say, That's it. That's the origin of that shout. That's the origin of that. I don't know if it is so here in KNUSD, but in Legon, that's where it came from. Yeah. I want to shout. Yeah. And then the other people will answer, Shout. It was a releasing of tension because, Charlie, we really thought we were going mad. Ah, you see, you, you, you don't understand what I'm saying because you have a semester system. In those days, we didn't have a semester system. We had exams once a year. Yes, ma'am. So already, pressure at you. That is why when you come and tell me that you can't miss a lecture, I'm looking at you and wondering. Anyway, are you there? Please ask your neighbor, have you been sweating from your course? And if your neighbor is a worker, are you not still sweating? <laughs> to be cursed is to be continually frustrated and happy and to receive the opposite of what you deserve for all your hard work. Hey, look at Cain's curse. Genesis 4, 9 to 12. The Lord said to Cain, where is Abel your brother? He said, I don't know. I'm not my brother's keeper. And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which has opened her mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. This guy killed his brother. So it means that as he was sweating that sweat, the reason why he was sweating and the thing was not yielding anything was because of what he did to his brother. And I listen many times when the slave trade is spoken about and we talk about the white man. We forget who sold the black man to the white man. We never talk about it. Uh, you are now quiet at me. We never talk about it. And I have wondered, as they were crying, going, what did we bring on ourselves? It's just a question. And I just thought, I just think about it. So we are busy talking about the one, the other bad person who received them. But what about us? Who did the catching and did the selling? Hey, the church is very quiet. My mother was, was a descendant of slaves, and she told us that when they were repatriated to Sierra Leone, Liberia, people used to insult them. Are you there? Because her grandparents were in that, whatever, who were we? They used to insult them. Oh, you are slaves. Then they invented an insult that was wilder than that. And the insult was that you are the child of a slave trader. Do you understand? You sold, you are laughing at us that we are slaves. But you are the ones who sold us. 
Which one is worse? Yeah. Hey, church has become quiet. Yeah. Frustrated and unhappy. Many married women are frustrated and unhappy. Yeah. They spent the first 25 years praying for the husband. And they have spent the last 25 praying about the husband. <laughs> oh, when I get married, it will be like this. It'll be like that. It'll be like that. It'll be like that. And I'll be flashing my ring. Then they enter, they realize that, hey, I'm mad at me. Hey, ready? Hey. No, me, that's why I tell, I say it. That's when I say it, you don't believe. You see, that's when I'm dad. As you are coming, I gave up my freedom. I've given up my sleep. I've given up the right to wear what I like. Somebody will tell me what to eat. I have to cook every day. I have to wash. Then I born children. The washing will increase. The oh, thank you for standing. What I'm saying is it true or it's not true? Thank you for being bold enough to say. Oh, Satan, Satan. Pastor, are you saying that we shouldn't? You see, I'm trying to cure you of the frustration. Do you understand? Uh-huh. It's an honorable thing to do. And honestly, most of women, if you don't do it, you'll be crying every day. But as you are coming, as you are what? Uh-huh. I like eating fufu. In my house, we don't pound fufu. Why? He has never given a law that don't pound the fufu. It has never been said. But you now, as you look at how much work you are going to do, and, and, and he won't eat. Look, let us just change our mind and do something that all of us will eat. Eh, eh. Eh, recently, I was chatting with some wife. She said, Charlie, the room is very hot. There's an air conditioner, but this man, he doesn't like Please, did I call your name? No. Look straight. <laughs> yeah. So she, when she was alone, should have put on her AC and cooled her room and slept. But now she has gone to do fen 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 I'm almost, I'm, I'm almost done. You see. But you see, the reason why I'm taking my time, I want you to understand it. Uh-huh. I want you to understand it. You see, now that you have heard it, young lady, when you marry, you are not under any illusions. Because I have had two months after marriage, then one of them said, Mommy, he's so much working. He didn't tell me. I said, ah, and when we're doing the counseling, did you not read the duties of wife? Did we not go through? <laughs> as you were doing, your head was in the sky. We told you. You are thinking about what colors am I going to have? I'll be walking and then I'll have my ladies, 14 of them, they'll be walking behind me. And then everybody will stand and I'll enter. And when I'm. Dream all your dreamings, but know that when you finish dreaming. When you finish dreaming, it is what? 
work. Yeah. Because in case you don't know, that desire to marry is one of the cases. Yeah. That is why you see that a lot of men are there. They are not married. It's not a problem. It's the woman who has the problem because the, the Bible says that it was part of the curse of Eve. And your desire will be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Every creature on this earth is looking for freedom except the woman. <clears throat> I'm preaching it. I'm preaching. Hey. I'm preaching. Yeah. And so, are you saying that we should? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Again, so how do you mitigate? That's what we'll be talking about. Yeah. I mitigate. I'm so sure that the man I married, if I didn't marry him, I would not have married. I am so sure of it. I'm so sure of it. Yeah. Because that's one of the mitigations. The kind of person that you marry. Yeah. There are some men. Every I know somebody. You have not even gone to do uh, knocking. They don't know you. You already complained that she's not submitting. I'm looking at that. Say this problem, please. I don't have it. Hey. Yeah. So I went to look for a man who food easy. He doesn't mind whether. I cooked it or my sister cooked it or Kafui, are you there? Kafui cooked it or Clark, it doesn't mind. It doesn't mind. It's not a problem. Yeah. That's how I've mitigated my case. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. But you, you have gone to marry the man who says that he, dear, Sunday, 12 o'clock, he must have fufu. <laughs> eh? Every Sunday at 12, you cannot be late. You have gone to marry a man who says that he de- he doesn't eat f- fish that has been in the freezer. Uh, your labors are about to increase. Oh. Media, I know. So I didn't marry such a person. I said, no, this one I cannot. Sarah, is it working? Or he likes the fresh? Just cook. Uh-huh. Cool, man. Uh-huh. But are you understanding something? That's how to mitigate the case. Uh-huh. You mitigate it. Yeah. You can't cancel it. I still have responsibilities. You can't cancel it. But you can mitigate it. You marry a Christian who fears God. Are you seeing it? When you marry an unbeliever, he will leave you and go for another one. Oh. No, sorry. He won't leave you. He will keep you and go for another one. <laughs> to be cursed is to be never established. A fugitive. Continually on the run. Continually a beggar, a tramp, a vagabond, a worthless person. That's what happened to Cain. Forever running. And many of our brethren who have gone outside, that's what's happening to them. Forever running. Forever running. They don't have papers. Hey, when you all get on the train, they have not also bought tickets because they don't have money. One time I was on the underground with some of them. We had all come from church. When we got somewhere, some of them got down. And I asked my friend Pastor, ah, but we have not reached where we are going. He said they saw the ticket inspectors coming. So they have dropped. Forever running. Forever a fugitive. Always looking for something. Hmm. 
To be cursed is to be made a servant of servants. We'll go there later. To be cursed is to be surrounded, continually harassed, continually tormented, unable to escape. All these are curses in the Bible. Hey. Deuteronomy 28, 19. Cursed shall thou be when thou comest in. Cursed shall thou be when thou goest out. And people feel like that. Wherever I go, the thing doesn't work. Wow. Are you understanding something? But I'm happy to say to you that much as the curses are there and surround, there's a cure for them, but you must identify it as a curse. Are you understanding me? If you say that it's not a curse, then you will go and treat it in another way. So if as a lady you understand that one of the cases is that I will always desire to marry. I will always be looking for somebody to rule over me. Then you will mitigate it by saying, okay, I want to marry. But you will not make that mistake of saying all man are man. <laughs> you understand when they say all man, now you are desperate. So Charlie, anybody, me what Charlie? It's not every man you can marry. Hey, are you in the house or you have traveled? Yeah. Brothers, you also have your own. Those your hormones that are working that they never say that. Yeah. It's because of you the Bible says it's better to marry than to burn. The burning you can burn, it will burn your anointing, it will burn your character, it will burn your money, it will burn your yeah. And so as a Christian brother, you mitigate it by marrying early. Because you know that if I don't sort out this thing, I'll disgrace myself. Yeah. Or you have not seen men disgracing themselves before. The Bible says that by means of a warish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. There's a way in which a woman affects a man that a man does not affect a woman. Oh, cry. So you're a woman, you are there. The brother, a brother has come to walk in the gate. You know, it doesn't make any difference to you. It's like, oh, please, why, my friend, move yourself. But a man, he had no plans. He had no plans. But she, she had plans. Then she comes to manifest. Ash. Before you are aware, I will say I won't yet. Oh, it's true. I have had men call me crying on the phone. Crying, like crying, crying, crying. There are honorable men in the world, though. Yeah. Who cared what God thinks? I'm not going to do. Before they were aware, a Jezebel that they didn't know was a Jezebel had come to pass. Her. One guy told me that it was over before I knew it had begun. Hey! hey! Charlie, we are talking about the cases. Next week, we shall continue. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I want you to just bow down your head. As for today, because of what I preached, we'll take the communion as soon as we finish the sinner's prayer. Is that okay? Yeah, just because of what I preached. Some of you, we have woken up some things. The thing was there, but I thought you had not seen it. And now you have seen it. It's like a snake that you have seen. If you don't take it, it become wild. So we're going to take the communion. But you see, if you are here, you have not given your life to Christ. You see, you may be here, you love God, you've always been in church. And so you believe that you are saved, but he was the one who said that you need to confess it in order to be saved. Is that okay? And so I want every head bowed and every eye closed. And if you have any doubt in your heart, you are not sure, you can't say for sure, my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm looking for you to pray with you. I want you to pray this prayer before we take the communion. So you are here and you are saying that, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure. 
I'm not sure if Jesus was to come tonight. I'm not sure that I'm going some. Let's start to mitigate the curse. Let us begin by giving our lives to Christ. You are here. You need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand where you are. God bless you for your hands. God bless you. Just lift it up where you are. Just lift it. Yeah. We're going to mitigate this curse today. We're going to ask the Lord to come into our lives. That's the first mitigation step. God bless you. If your hand is up, please come towards me. Let us pray together. You need to do this in order to take the communion and benefit from that protection. Please come. Please come. Let us pray. Come. Come. God bless you. God bless you. Come from the left. Come from the back. I saw your hands all over. Just come. Your heart is beating. Is the Lord telling you, my son, my daughter, this concerns you. Come, come, come. You are just a prayer away. That's all. One single prayer away. Come. Ashes, pastors, help them to find the aisle. The aisles are a little bit untidy. Just come. Just come. God bless you. Keep coming. Just come. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray together. Your heart is beating. It means you, you, are, you, you have a matter to sort out. Thank you. Because immediately after this prayer, we're going to take the communion. Is it a good idea? Yeah, you know, normally we'll take offering, we'll take tithe, but today not like that. Come and pray this prayer, then you return to your seat, then we all take the communion. Is that okay? To preserve you and to protect you. But to take that communion, you should have given your life to Jesus Christ. And that's why I'm saying, if you are not sure, don't think about your friend's laughter. Just come. That laughter cannot do anything. It's one of the cases scramble. Just come. <laughs> Just come. Okay. God bless you. If you're standing in front here, I want you to pray this prayer with me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus cleanse me from my sins please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus from today you are my savior and you are my Lord I thank you for saving me in Jesus name Father I thank you for each one who is standing here this morning I thank you that they've given their lives to you. I pray for them, oh God, that no curse in their life shall come to pass. Whether it's from family, whether it's from the area, whatever it is, Father, it will not affect them in Jesus' name. Watch over them and keep them in the name of Jesus. Amen. We will meet with you and talk with you. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at Ethel Ayudiasi. God richly bless you. We brought joy to my soul.